I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. Sally Ann Hayward. You're going to talk to me about Bernie Clifton, aren't you? I flipping well am. I can't tell you. This this recording, they've all been brilliant, but this was a particular delight because uh, not only were we recording the podcast, but Bernie hadn't quite come to terms with the fact that nobody would see all of his puppetry or his ventriloquism or all his props. He got his ostrich out, didn't he? He did, didn't he? Oh, my God. That's what he called it, isn't it? I know. It was all furry, but... Then he is a man of a certain age. Oh, oh, this was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. It's only bloody <gasps> Bernie Clifton. I can't believe no. it. I know, it's you, mate. It's you. Isn't he the one that died? Is oh, <laughs> hang on a minute. He might have done. Bernie Clifton <laughs> might have done. Have a quick Who have we got? Have we got just Bernie Winters? Him. Just check him on your Wikipedia. <laughs> oh my god, he has died. Oh, she's he's died. So many of them. Didn't uh, he fall off a roof in his area? Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> that was him. That was him. <laughs> How are you, Bernie? I can see myself on, on a screen. Oh, yes. In front of my next door neighbour's fireplace. And uh, <laughs> actually, he doesn't get off work for another half an hour, so I'm right. good for half an hour. Okay, great, we'll, we'll make great. this quick then. We'll make this quick. Thank you so much for joining us. And you've got such a beautiful fireplace. I mean, your face is all right, but it's the fireplace I'm interested in. Has it been somebody's yeah. birthday? Because there's cards on the on the mantelpiece. I buy them in bulk secondhand. <laughs> yes. Uh, symp- sympathy cards. Oh, because oh, you died. With, with, with an ink rubber. At my age, you never, you can't remember how many of those you're going to need. <laughs> it's a good plan. Do you it's know, a good ploy, Bernie. Yeah, in that case then, we'd better just have a drink, couldn't we? Do you know, can I just actually, can I say, I emailed you, Bernie, to ask you to come and join us for our podcast and you emailed me back at about half past one in the yeah. morning when I was I was, I was was with Lou, in fact. Yeah. I was on the loo. You were with you me really and need you to know were that. on the loo. Yeah. I was on the loo and I went, Bernie Clifton's answered. But what I liked about it was the fact that you emailed at one thirty in the morning and I couldn't work out if that was you were still up or you were getting up. We sleep here in North Derbyshire on a rotor system. and we, There's only one bed between four of us. So what I tend to do is just hover outside the bedroom door waiting for the previous occupant to go out through the window. Right. <laughs> a wonderful arrangement. I don't, know, I don't know who these people are. But at least they leave a warm bed. Yes. It's just warm sheets. You can't say fair with the fact. You you look like you're in a stone cottage. So do you have facilities or do you have a pot under the bed for things? Or is everything okay? I'm glad we've got to that area of my existence (laughs) so early in the conversation. Great. So am I. (laughs) My toilet habits. How many times a night do you have to get up? I suppose you can't though, can you, Bernie? Because if you get up, someone else is going to get in. 
Well, fortunately, there's a kind of a pass security code on the bedroom door. <laughs> uh, either that, and if that's not working, people tend to leave the key under the dog. Uh, oh, oh, right, that's good. Right. Depending on which dog is sharing the bed, <laughs> this conversation, you don't realise what's happening. We're talking total bollocks. <laughs> started it either and no one's had a drink yet no we're gonna have one well what a lovely segue bernie because we've got the wine of your choice Sally's already started it look at her i wasn't going to show it was last night i was having a zoom party i waited because i had a zoom party and i drank a whole bottle of prosecco and that wasn't enough this uh, Cassiero uh, del Diablo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, until today, I thought Cassiero del Diablo. I thought you played centre half for Real Madrid. <laughs> I came across this um, TV channel or TV channels recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody somebody bought me a, a box that I stick behind the television, and it's given me hundreds and hundreds of um, TV channels. Oh. And a lot of them are sponsored by this. Um, Cassiero, I'm, I'm reading, obviously, Del Diablo, because I'm seeing it on my screen all the time. I'm watching these wonderful old films, mm. like Stony Classic and Talking Pics TV. Oh, and all wow. this tends to show is old films. And I love watching old films in case, you know, because I, I love all the, when you see an old street scene of an old 50s film in black and white, you see these wonderful cars that are now classic cars. And I love all that. So I thought I'd go out and get a bottle of this um, and and here it is wow we've got the same and ones there we go shall we have a yes. sip yes yes oh cheers do you cheers oh haven't bought haven't poured mine yet oh. just give me two no, seconds I'm, I'm, yeah here, here i go oh oh she's on she's in hers she's got a nose in yeah. hers how many of these do you do a day and is that 12 why, <laughs> is, is that why your face is blurred <laughs> We try and do as many as we can, and then it's all tax deductible. Yeah. That's the best thing. I've got an agent called Michael Vine. Have you heard of him? Yes. And he does this. In a, Michael Vine is probably the greatest wind-up merchant that one could ever wish to meet. I'll give you a, a couple of examples about Michael. And uh, when he, he goes into a restaurant, and they'll pour a wine in, and, and he'll just go, it's red, isn't it? <laughs> the total uh, poker face. He's got this thing. Someone rang him up once. He, he also used to represent Joe Pasquale. Oh. And Joe Pasquale was a, was a blue coat at uh, Warner's um, holiday camp in uh, Lostoft. And uh, Courtney in Lostoft. And, and suddenly Joe made it from a blue coat. And Joe is a massive star. And Michael is representing him. And Michael got um, a phone call from a lady who runs the PR for Warners. And they were doing a brochure for, say, 1984, whenever it was, for the year. And she said, we really want to feature Joe as a former blue coat who is now a massive star uh, because of his time as a blue coat. And Michael said, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's a good idea. And the lady said, why not? And Michael said, well, when he, Joe was a blue coat at Corton at Lowestoft, he murdered the entertainment <laughs> manager. And there was a pause. And this poor woman went, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I had no idea. Reeled her in. And Michael said, well, yeah, well, he was hushed up at the time. <laughs> 
He's an absolute fiend. And that's uh, that just reminded me, that's what he does. He goes, it's red, isn't it? Well, cheers, all, cheers, all of us. Cheers. cheers. Oh, cheers. Thanks, thanks so Let's much. have a little. How many legs oh, has mad. it got? Um, is it's it got. Oh, it's got a bit of leggage, hasn't it? Yes, it mm. certainly stays around the glass a little bit. Mm. I think yeah, that's, well, if that's the technical listen, term. Yeah. We've all got a bit of leggage, but we, some of our leggage doesn't work like it used to. <laughs> but in fact, most of my leggage is now known as luggage. <laughs> did you send your Did you send yourself out to go and get the wine, or did somebody go and get it for you? My people mm-hmm. went uh, yeah. because um, they can because they don't believe in using the checkout. Yes, at supermarkets, mm. so they just get it, shove it down the Wellingtons, mm. and walk out. Great! Wow. Yeah. With a with a with a with a, with a swinging gait. <laughs> remind me, I think I think the horses will get it. It's it's nice. I mm. it's a brave little num- number, is, isn't it? Is this a sort brave? Of, that's a oh, great yeah. word, isn't it? Is this the sort of thing I, that you would drink normally, or is it just purely because you saw it on the goggle box? No, I, as long as I don't, uh, as long as I I drink in in very small measure because mm. I, I find it very sop- soporific soporific oh. <gasps> these words yeah, oh. red wine and I, I'm in drastic keep fit mode at the moment right what are you doing what are you doing for keep fit mm. well every morning I get out of bed up down up down up down 30 times and then I try the other eyelid <laughs> <laughs> I want, actually just going back a little bit I want to know did Joe Pasquale um, make it into that brochure or don't you know <laughs> Uh, my, yeah, Michael Cott. Yeah, you got a phone call from uh, the, the police. Oh. Said, Come on, Michael, will you ring that lady back and apologise? All oh, right, okay. I just <laughs> and, and and to continue while Michael Vine is worth uh, so much, it's a so much mileage. Joe Pasquale was in the office with Michael when um, Michael got a phone call from the producer of the Royal Variety Show. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, he did our Las Vegas series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did. Which this was lovely, brilliant. Lovely man. You know, formalising the arrangements for Joe to appear on the Royal Variety Show. And Mike said, before we go any further, what, what's the title of the show? And the, the guy said, well, the Royal Variety Show. <laughs> and Michael said, well, before we go any further, can we call it Joe Pasquale's <laughs> Royal Variety Show? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a po-faced, you believe everything he says. He actually went back and apologised to this lady and Joe did appear in the brochure. I was telling you about the man on the Royal Variety Show. After about five minutes of this nonsense, Michael said, oh, well, I'm, I don't think he'll do it unless it's called the Joe Pasquale Royal Variety Show. <laughs> the guy hung up. <laughs> and Joe's in the office, they're chatting away, and then the phone rang again and the guy rang up and said, are you winding me up? And Michael said, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to this wine, though, because this, lo- this is a lovely little number. Mm. What can we smell in it? Wine. Yeah, wine. It smells of wine, doesn't it? Well done. Wine. I'm amused by its presumptuousness. Oh, explain. It's not punching above its weight, but it's, but oh. it's trying to. So how much was that your one, wine? Yeah, not very expensive. I, I tend not to pay any more than a tenner. I, I consider that where I live in my part of the world in North Derbyshire, that's considered reasonable. Somebody once said, well, if you're paying five or six quid for a bottle of wine, when you take the tax off, you've got to work out the value of that liquid that's in that yeah. bottle. It's a cabernet, yeah. isn't it? This yes. sort of suggests to me that I, if I drink any more of it, I'm going to get a headache from it. 
Do you know what I mean? Do you get hangover? Do you, Why? Well, yeah. I don't know. I think because from previous guests, and this is no, this is nothing on you, Bernie. But you know, of late we've had quite expensive wines to drink, and, and Sally and I have only had hangovers due to the wine that we've made ourselves drink when we've not been interviewing people. But I, yeah, I but this is. A, I think we're coming down a peg or two now, aren't we, Sally? I do. Well, I think, I think let's keep the uh, fiscal side of it because <laughs> it, it does work, yeah. doesn't it? You're talking to someone that has eked a living out for 45 years by pretending to ride on the back well, of an ostrich. That. There is that, yeah. I'll oh, be right back with this Oh, he's rolling off in his chair. Oh, he's oh. back. Oh, no, he's gone again. <laughs> what have you got, Bernie? This looks ominous. He's People getting something can't see out. what's happening. But yes. This... Just... Oh, hello. Oh, he's brought the ostrich. Have you had the same Oswald? For, I've done some Googling, Sally. Have you, oh, had, Oswald yeah, the have you had the same Oswald for for the whole 45 years? I've got to do a bit of ventriloquism now. Just we need people to know, as, as this is audio, that he's brought the ostrich on yeah. the screen yeah. for us. So Lou and I could, well, we could see the ostrich has flown yeah. off. I don't do know. I don't no, think they, don't. they just bury their heads no. somewhere. You didn't do that much Googling. Did, oh, yeah, they yeah. put their heads in the sand, yeah. don't they? So is there a name for like, well, there probably is, but for acts like yourself that have like your puppets or what? So <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm trying to be so polite. <laughs> word it, word so it nicely, Lou. There's no way. The, the, there's no way that you cannot cool. make that question sound like an <laughs> no, insult. But, uh, I like, know. Did you ever go drinking with like Rod Hull and uh, Keith Harris and all of that? Did you all just sit there with your various... I should start from a different direction. Is there a name for people like <laughs> yeah. you? That's what she said, basically, didn't she? I I kind of breezed it. I tried to breeze over it and pretend that it was never said. But is there a name for people like like you? I've done acting work where you wear a a whole costume and it's called skin work. So is there a name? Oh, puppet work. Is there like a technical name or is it just men with stuffed animals? First of all, you start with, is there a name for people like you? And you say, by the way, I've done a lot of skin work. You expect me to carry on. Nothing untoward has been said. There's a lot of people buried under my patio. That's all I'm saying. We tend not to meet that often. There was a a situation back in the 80s when um, an entrepreneur had a marvellous idea that he would get all the acts that were in summer season assemble at Blackpool Airport on Sunday morning and then fly them to different corners wow. of the country, uh, like six or six or seven acts, five or six acts in an aeroplane. And I ended up at Blackpool Airport one Sunday morning. In the plane, apart mm-hmm. from the pilot, there was Roger DeCourcy with Nucky. There was Keith Harris with Orville and Cuddles, of course, And uh, there was my good self with the ostrich, the cat on the shoulder, and a a large 14-foot rubber (laughs) shark. Of course. Why not? Just a normal Sunday. And the Liverpool comedian, Stan Boardman, were flying down to Exeter. One of us was doing Torquay, the other one was doing paint and you know, we were doing that was the idea. It worked. And we're in mid-air somewhere (laughs) over Cheshire. And Stan Boardman says, Hey, just imagine. If this plane crashed, like, with you and the ostrich and the cat and Roger with the bear in the front and Keith Harris with Orville, they thought that we'd crashed onto a safari park. <laughs> we really worked together. 
because we are that, that those kind of people but without a name not a banner headline a banner headline but we'll probably leave that for now because what's going through my mind is probably not very polite So when you went to Las Vegas <laughs> and you had to live yeah. with all of those people, was it a bit like Big Brother, but for celebrities? Well, yeah. I know most of them over the 40, 50-year period we'd all been together, you know, from yeah. Cannon and Ball to down to Jess, Jess Conrad. And we have met many, many times over a long, long period. But you, you don't really know people yeah. until you yeah. live together. And they threw us all into this beautiful villa, fantastic villa. It's it's a wonderful um mindset that they've got these reality tv people because they're through to the, yeah. to the lions if you like they said right go and find a bedroom well the survival spirit kicked in and we all headed off looking for a bedroom and jess conrad passed me on the stairs <laughs> like a gazelle <laughs> and he got me. the first one up top of the stairs because it had a Great. full length mirror and then there was a, a big fallout you could hear voices being raised I, I haven't got a room I haven't got a room and what they'd done there was 10 of us I think there weren't enough bedrooms what we hadn't realised was that just across the courtyard was a, was a cottage ah. with four bedrooms in it they forgot to mention that so we were all looking at the best worst bedrooms I'm not sharing with him I'm not sure I can't share with anybody I snore <laughs> I'm, I, I sleep alone. <laughs> so it was chaos, but slightly manufactured yeah. by the, the wizardry of the TV company. No, but the great thing was throwing us all in the pot together was a great learning curve. And, and it was fantastic experience. I'll never forget it to have actually made yeah. Vegas, albeit yeah. late yeah, but it was in my brilliant. career. It was so enjoyable. Was, uh, Did you all go out Absolutely. on the Raz? Did you all have little drinky poos? No, we didn't go out on the Raz. We were just yeah, totally but... knackered. We were, out, we were picked up quite often about six, seven in the morning and driven out to an exotic or faraway location. And we were all kind of elderly. You can, you can imagine, can't we? That was the whole point. Come the evening, we couldn't wait to get back in uh, and have a cup of cocoa. So you didn't have like, house. you didn't have a wild party? No, we didn't. And, and how dare you suggest, there's a name, there's a name for people like you. Rude, <laughs> she's rude. Have you had fun sort of drinking, drinking nights out though? You know, like, have you got some good drunk stories? I'm just ticking your list of uh, questions, Sally. Have you had fun? <laughs> <laughs> the summer season back in the 70s it was fantastic when uh, everybody was away on a on a long summer season and you actually could relax after the show on the premise that you weren't going doing any traveling and the following day uh, you you know and and back then i remember particularly in jersey i had some marvelous um summer seasons in jersey and we used to go to the co- to the bakery at the end of our and we'd buy loads of freshly um, made baguettes, you know, French bread mm. and cheese and wine. And we'd go back to somebody's house and we'd play in the most debauched game you can imagine. We'd play Monopoly. <laughs> no strings attached, but just for the crack. Well, just like to... strip Monopoly. Is that what well, you're there you go again. referring to? I just want to know what debauched Do Monopoly want... is. My reputation as a former Crackerjack presenter... Family is... entertainment. ...is going out the window. Back in the day... If anybody offered me that lifestyle now, I wouldn't take up take it up for a thousand pounds. I'd just be that grateful to crawl into bed after a gig, especially the last 20, 30 years. We had such a work ethic. Anybody of my ilk that was around at the time would be aware of this. We'd take anything. There was so much work. We'd take it, we'd do it and enjoy it and come up fighting for the next 
round. And uh, no, I was going to say you started off as a singer, though, didn't you? Before you did your ostrich business, hark at me. I suddenly realised I was a boy singer, and then I got in with the wrong set, as my mum used to say. Bernard, don't go there. You get in with the wrong set. <laughs> and that's what I did. I grew up in St. Helens, which is on the fringe of Merseyside, working on building sites with the Scousers, Irish labourers, and there's a fantastic sense of humour. Is that that old phrase about that we'd do anything for the crack? anything at all, and the gags and the japes and the wind-ups that were going on on the building sites in the, in the late 50s, by majority of the tradesmen had, had been in World War II, and there was that sort of uh, spirit, you know, that, that dark humour that got them through tough times. This was straight on my DNA. I absolutely loved what was going on. And as a result, when I managed to get myself a few dates as a singer, in fact, my first job was a as a dance band singer uh, at the Quark Ballroom in St. Helens. But it wasn't enough for me. After three weeks, I was I was banned <laughs> from the ballroom because the singing wasn't enough. I went out and got drunk while everybody else was trying to pull birds on the last <laughs> waltz. I was riding the doorman's bike around the dance hall. Brilliant. I'd have been but your mate. Me and my friend Gordon Spencer. We used to, we would do anything, just for the crack, you know, anything that was mischievous. I was escorted to the gents to get changed by the manager and two bouncers because I'd <laughs> take my shirt off and put it around my neck as a kind of a cape. We were fencing with steroids. How many got, how many beers has you had to, to get you to that state then? Oh, I don't know. You look, After four or five, oh my we goodness. lost count. <laughs> what is your favourite tipple, Bernie? I actually do like a glass of, um, mm. of champagne. Oh, yes. Um, oh, yeah. The verb, I've not had some for some time. Clico. Verb Clico. It's, it's mm. sharp, isn't it? It's, it's just quite that. yellow, isn't it, I think? Oh, I but I just think as well that um, after a glass, maybe two glasses, I think it's plenty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> not no, for no, Sally. No. Not for Sally. No, 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 no. I can get the... Because back in the day, I, I think I'm trying to balance <laughs> the books because as I've as I just said, in my youth, we were drinking for England, and as as you as we're overtaken by old age, and you gradually think, well, only a glass, and then I'll I'll just fall I'll just fall asleep. Yes. Yeah. So I, I uh, but yeah, a glass of champagne, and I like the verb. Can't remember where I was. An event that was being sponsored Ooh, by Verve. That's what we oh. want for this. And oh. became, yeah. yeah. Put a word yeah. in for us, Bernie. Sponsor the podcast. You'd have to, probably back in the seventies. You'd have to dress in seventies oh. gear. Yeah, we'd be, have to stand but stand by a car or something, wouldn't we? With just a bikini on and some feathers. Yeah. Back in the day, we drank and drank and drank. Uh, beer but now the red wine that i chose because yeah. it's like an everyday i just like it but i wouldn't like to have more than a maybe a glass because as i said yeah. i find it a bit heavy for my delicate, you are delicate constitution Bernie. you are delicate yeah. we can see that i just think it's a, a privilege really to have been around those days that i keep going on about it was a fantastic time to be in show business when everybody was working and everybody, there was so yeah. much work for everybody. It was a way that you could learn your craft. There were places to be bad in. Right. You know, the first TV show that I ever did was at the City Writers in Leeds, uh, the good old days. Um, mm. That was in, oh, I guess it would be 1971, I suppose. And I thought I'd done well. And Les Dawson, uh, at the end of the show, he was topping the bill, Les. And he took me to one side and he, and he gave me a, a proper 
dressing down. And he said, you're okay. He must have seen something in me. But he said, you're fine. He said, but you're just doing, you're just another one off the conveyor belt. What another hundred comedians? And he said, why don't you try and find your own style, plow your own furrow? And he said, what, what's your, what, what do you love doing? I said, well, to be honest, as I love doing visual comedy, I love, I love props, anything. I love the Marx Brothers and Tommy Cooper and Ken Dodd. And he said, well, why don't you go out there and, and, and be a prop comic? And I went, okay. And Les, he was my hero. The following day, this is a true story. I'm in Chesterfield and the Oxfam had taken over a, a, a shop. And in the window of the shop was a full-size lion skin, a full hearth rug. And I went in and I said, how much is that? And they went, well, 50p. And I bought it for 50p. And immediately I, I became like, like you know, a ventriloquist with a huge lion skin. Uh, when I was in summer season in Jersey, I saw that the Shepperton Film Studios were having a closing down sale. And I flew over from Jersey and bought this 12-foot, 14-foot rubber shark. And I was getting this menagerie of props. I was at a Halloween display. I blagged the cat. There was a cat on a tree, a black cat. I put the cat on my shoulder, cat on shoulder, uh, fish, biscuit tins, lion skin. And then somebody said, have you seen this ostrich idea? And I went, what ostrich? And they sent me a sketch of somebody on the back. of it. I'll, I'll do some of that then. I'll have one of those and why not? And yeah. the rest. So it was Les Dawson's fault. He said, go Good. out, yeah, plow yeah. your own. Absolutely. And, and in the years that followed, you know, the next sort of 10, 15 years when, when we met, he used to nit wink and say, I put you right there, didn't I? And he did. He gave me what, what he did. And he said, like, follow your star, plow your furrow, find your own, your own niche. And he said, I, I put you right there, didn't I? And of course he did. Lovely man. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. How sad that we yeah. that we lose oh. that we lose so many people. But that's yeah. onwards, you know. Yes. We're here to drink. But you're drink. you're still here, aren't you? You're still here <laughs> drinking as well, which is well, halfway through my first first glass and a half. Will you carry on drinking through the evening? I don't, because if I did, there wouldn't be an evening. Turn <laughs> into an early morning. Yeah, again, and you'd answer an email <laughs> Have you had me your again. dinner yet, though? Oh, no. I didn't Sounds realize. like she's your carer. <laughs> have you had your dinner yet, Bernie? Should yeah, we tuck you in? Have you, have you been? <laughs> How long is it since you've been? <laughs> I'll bring you some fibre gel. You'll be all right in the morning. <laughs> have you got like a hangover cure that you could give us? Because Lou and I will yeah. have hangovers well, tomorrow, no doubt. Oh, no, just only ridiculous amounts of water, which, which uh, you know, it's the hydration, yeah. isn't it? Should to be we reminded. Um, decide whether we're going to spit or swallow this then, Sally? Yeah, that's what we... Oh, no, but, oh, no, no, no. Uh, First of all, Lou, you have a question know, about the spittoon, don't you? I don't know don't whether you? I can... You know, I've really alienated... Look, you've asked, you've I said know. a lot to Bernie tonight. Okay. I, reckon, I reckon he's for prepared final... for this. Have you got... Is the next... Yes. There's a next question involved. Yes, it does. Yes. Yes. Yes, Bernie. Yeah. Um, sorry about this. I've never oh, I've never apologised before yes. I've asked this question before, but you're so lovely. But I'm going ahead anyway. Question. Whose spittoon would you drink? Oh, we've lost him. Oh, we've lost oh, him. Oh, I wish we could see the face of <laughs> it. No, this, is, this is worse than have you had fun? <laughs> it was oh, going so it. well. This is Sally's fault because I was going to gloss over this question, but she's bought it yet. But she's bought well, it. Well, no, no, yeah. it's a good question. Whose would you drink, Bernie? Would it be Nookit? Would it be Oswald's? I can't imagine yeah, anything yeah. more disgusting. But I would. I'd, I'd share. I, mean, I have my my heroes. I have my heroes, and I think I've already mentioned them. So, and I would love to drink 
uh, with and sip and uh, sip and spit in our rel- in our relative uh, respective spittoons with yeah. people like Les, who Les Dawson, who was my mentor, and of course the squire of Naughty Ash, who um, my, another my legend, who I had the good fortune to be friends with, and I was invited to Ken's almost like his final tour of lunches Ken invited me to speak and I was on the on the top table with the show with show business royalty you know the, the, uh, oh, Barry wow. Cryer and Roy Hudd it was amazing I was given the mic and I stood up I turned it into a <laughs> roast and because I thought there was no, I'm never going to get another chance like this and I said yes ladies and gentlemen I was, I was brought up in um, St Helens where, and the people Liverpool Scousers called people from St Helens uh, they call us woollybacks because they reckon that we live in the fields <laughs> with the sheep. <laughs> but we get our own back by boycotting the Scousers' main retail outlet, Hubcaps <laughs> or Us. And then I said, and of course, we all remember those terrible dark days of Ken's face-to-face with the Inland Revenue when um, Ken was accused and, um, and, of course, to the joy of us all, was acquitted of all charges of cheating the inland revenue. And um, following that uh, acquittal, his QC, George Carmen, <laughs> flew to Los Angeles and got Stevie Wonder a driving license. <laughs> You've had a great time, haven't you? Yeah, it's pardon. You've had a, you've had a great time, haven't you, dear? You've really enjoyed. You've had a really lovely time, haven't lovely you? Time. Now it's bedtime for you. And on that note, now comes the time when we decide um, if this bottle of red Casiero del Diablo Cabernet Sauvignon. I've said that exactly right, of course. Chile, 2018 Concha y Toro. Is it a spit or a swallow? Lou, what have what? you decided? I, I don't know. Don't Ooh. normally I'll swallow anything, me. For me, I'm gonna say maybe it's my palate at the moment, but it's a bit too vinegary for me. So I think I'm gonna spit, and I haven't done that for a very long time. Oh. I'm sorry, Bernie. No, she hasn't. I'm sorry. I've never actually been in the situation where I've had the choice to spit, mm. spot, or spat. So I, I certainly, you've not asked me yet, but I would, no. I would, I would, I would swallow. I'm a, I'm a sipper. Yeah. And a swallower, I think, mm. rather than a spitter. So we've got a spit and a swallow, and I'm afraid I'm going to say it's it is a swallow Sally, as well. Because she always does, oh, right. She mm. always does. That's good to know. Yeah, I was brought up, we were from a family. That when, I, when I think back, we actually, in St. Helens, we actually had nothing. I mean, I think, but I didn't know we had nothing. I just assumed that this was, I never even thought about it. I was, you know, ten, nine, ten 10-year-old, we had, we had lived in this little terraced house. Like, everyone lived in a little terraced house with maybe two and a half bedrooms and lots of kids. We were either good Catholics or <laughs> sloppy Protestants. <laughs> and it's just the way it was. I never thought twice. We didn't have carpets. We just had lino. My mum always wanted a semi-detached house, you know, because instead of the terrace, that was her ambition. And this developer came along and we got, our semi-detached house. I think the developer's name was Adolf <laughs> Hitler. We were bombed. At three doors up, a bomb fell and, and demolished three houses and missed us by, what, 20 yards. So we, we had a semblance of being semi-detached. But from that point, I never thought that we were poor. And I got, I got my 11 plus. And uh, this, is a true, this is a true story. Somehow got through an 11 plus 
a guy called Gerald Finney came to tell us about grammar school. And, and he looked at me and he said, you can't go to grammar school, Bernard. And I went, why? He said, because you wear clogs. And I thought, everybody wears clogs. He said, no, they don't. He said, you can't go to grammar school in clogs. And I went home and broke my heart. I, it was such a, like an indictment. And it was the first sort of knowledge I ever had of, of, of having nothing. And then once I did get to, they must have gone out and sold, I don't know what they did to get me a pair of shoes. We actually, I went to grammar school and uh, began to be invited around uh, to out to tea by the other pupils. And I'll never forget, this is, it's it's etched on my brain. There was a lad called Tommy McNamara's and we all went around to Tommy McNamara's for tea. And they had sandwiches cut diagonally with no crusts. Oh, fancy. And I went, and I've never forgotten that. And I went, Wow. What is this? There's another world out there. So that's, I'm just, I'm not sort of bringing the party down. No, it's lovely. To, I'm trying to justify, um, we never, never <laughs> spat anything out. We just, <laughs> That's a great. That's a great way to end this podcast. I think you never spat anything out. No, you've just um, got to keep it all going. Yeah. But um, thank you Burning. so much. Thank yeah. you. You've been uh, so yeah. lovely to chat to. Well, I don't know who you are. This obviously is a cross line. <laughs> Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye.